You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron. Now here's your host, Ethan Aristadoulou. Welcome back, everybody, to the Greek's Gridiron and to more free agency predictions. Today, I'm taking a look at the Detroit Lions NFC runner-ups sitting on about $48 million in cap space this upcoming free agency period. They've got some re-signings to make. There is some potential targets I would like to see the team go after. So make sure you comment down below, Lions fans. I want to hear from you. What do you want to see from your Detroit Lions? How do you want to see them build upon this past year and ultimately maybe launch yourself into a Super Bowl appearance next year? Would love to hear from you all. So we'll dive in. We'll start with re-signings and then we'll talk about some positional targets after that. As always, this is just my thoughts. Some things I would either like to see and or expect to see a little combination of both here. I'm not sitting here pounding the table guaranteeing that this is what they're going to do. But we'll start first on the offensive line here and with three notable players all looking to potentially hit the free agent market you're looking at Jackson you're looking at Vitae you're looking at Glasgow there's a lot of big important names along that offensive line set to free hit free agency and for me if I'm prioritizing just one of them I'm looking at left guard Jonah Jackson he's gonna be 27 during next season average estimate for an annual value is something along the lines of about three to five million based off of just kind of the looking around that I've done throughout different various reports off 798 snaps PFF credit him for allowing only two sacks but like I said if I'm choosing between the three offensive linemen that potentially hit free agency this upcoming offseason for the Detroit Lions. I think that Jackson, just based off the younger age, his availability overall, I think you can't really let him walk. And he's one of those guys that you drafted, you brought in, and ultimately have developed at this point. And I think keeping him around should be one of the more important pieces for this upcoming offseason. The Lions have also showed that they're not afraid to pay their big men up front what they're worth. I will say that this is one of those situations where Jackson could have cashed in last season, but injuries and also a little bit of a step back I would say in overall play has kind of put him in a spot where a one-year prove-it deal is something you could probably get away with doing within that three to five million range right now there's not a ton of offensive guards especially on the left side right now that are making anywhere north of like seven to eight million so to see him get anything higher than like a three to five range for a year just kind of prove it deal that you're worth that long-term extension I would be kind of shocked to see so I do think that Jackson is worth keeping around I think that the Lions do have an opportunity to kind of hold injuries and maybe a slight slip in performance against him and make it into a one-year type of prove it deal and if it's for five million for a single season you know you guarantee four million of that to incentivize him to accept it knowing he's you know he's at least going to make x amount of dollars why not maybe give him some incentives some boosters things like that if you want to really encourage him to stick around next player that we're going to be looking at we are talking safety and i'm looking at cj gardner johnson yes cj gardner johnson who wound up only playing three games for the detroit lions this past season due to injury he'll be 26 during the duration of next season and it looks like you could probably get him for somewhere along the lines of like what you signed him for last year maybe even a little bit less since he's coming off of that injury however he did look pretty solid in the few games that he did get to play coming off of it so i think a bounce back season is likely 
for him. Prior to his injury, I look at C.J. Gardner-Johnson as one of those guys who's one of the more versatile safeties in the NFL, someone that you can move around within your defense and kind of fit what your need is at that given moment in time. So I do think that he is a good candidate for like a one-year deal within that same range. I would say maybe a little bit less than the six and a half he got last season. You could probably get him around like five million or so, save yourself a million. And honestly, it seems like he would like to be in Detroit. He's somebody who's very passionate about the team that he's on. And it was very clear that missing last year was a bit of a downer for him. And I think he wants to come back and prove he can be a part of this Detroit Lions defense, help improve it and help push this team towards the playoffs as an underdog unit. I feel like he really thrives in that aspect and he feels like a really good fit. His attitude is out of this world and I love to see it from a football player. I feel like you don't get a lot of guys like him these days. So one of those guys that feels like he's always operating with a chip on his shoulder and you like to have those kind of guys on your defense. And then the third guy that I have pointed out here and cannot go without saying wide receiver Josh Reynolds. He'll be 28 during the duration of next season. Spotrack has him estimated to be getting something along the lines of about $7 million per year. In 2023, you're looking at 15.2 yards per reception off of 40 catches for 608 yards. He also had five touchdowns as well. This is about keeping consistency in your wide receiver room strong and also allowing a guy like Jamison Williams to continue to develop and just push himself further and maybe even end up stealing that wide receiver two spot behind Amon Ross St. Brown and Josh Reynolds by giving him some more time, not putting all the pressure on him to deliver as soon as next season. And on top of that, Reynolds just seems to have a really good chemistry with Jared Goff and a and a knack for big plays. I mean, the guy averaged 15.2 yards per reception last season, and his career average was about 13.3. So he's averaging almost a whole two yards more than what he did on average through the duration of his career up until this point. I think he's a lock as your wide receiver number two. You can bring him in, being that he's 28 years old, Take him two-year deal, something along the lines. Again, give him some more guaranteed money than you probably give some other guys just to really incentivize him to stick around and accept that shorter-term deal because he knows he's going to be for sure getting all that money you're offering him. I say if you're doing a two-year deal worth up to $14 million, you guarantee... 8 to 10 million, something along those lines. Give him some incentives, maybe some boosters as well. But I do think that keeping Josh Reynolds around is key to keeping this offense as potent as possible during this next, I would say, one to two years where you have a wide open Super Bowl window right now where you need to keep the nucleus and the big play guys around. Josh Reynolds fits that bill, in my opinion. And again, 28 years old, two, three year deal makes a lot of sense to me. You could opt to, you know, move on within the second or third year of that contract if you think things aren't working out or if maybe a slip in production starts to happen. But right now, Josh Reynolds is hot, and I think he's worth keeping around for the Detroit Lions. Now, shifting focus, we go into positional targets, things that I would like to see or expect to see from the Lions as far as free agency is concerned here. I think this first one here goes without saying, edge rusher has got to be addressed. When you look at the pass rush of this Detroit Lions defense this year, it was not the season I think anyone anticipated. Myself, I'm sure Lions fans, you all kind of walked away a little bit disappointed here. You led the league in pressure, which was phenomenal. However, you were also 10th in blitzes and you wound up being 23rd in sacks. So like there was pressure, but a lot of it had to do with just the amount of guys you had to send at the quarterback to ultimately generate that pressure. And that also really hurt your defense in the fact that you wound up being one of the highest in terms of passing yards allowed in the league and, you know, passing touchdowns, yards per catch. And we'll get into that a little bit more with another position I'm going to talk. But 
I think that we need to see some legitimate additions to this defensive front to be able to actually generate consistent pressure without having to give up so many resources play by play by, you know, sending in a five or six man blitz just to be able to actually generate effective pressure. It's one thing to create pressure, but it's another to create pressure and also get to the quarterback before the ball gets out of his hands. And when you look at just 16 and a half sacks coming from two guys on your offensive line where you have Alim McNeil and Aiden Hutchinson and the next... I mean, you're looking at a basically a guy that had, what, 11 and a half sacks, five came from McNeil, and then everyone else is like three sacks or less. And I think only one guy, maybe two had three, but a large majority of the 41 sacks you had this year came from just two guys specifically. Everyone else is basically just getting, you know, a sack off a blitz here or there. I mean, a ton of your linebackers had a couple of sacks, some corners, some safeties all had sacks as well. Like a large amount of your sacking numbers were basically because of the, 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 the amount of blitzes you had to run i want to see you go and get a guy to be the running mate with aiden hutchinson while he's on this rookie deal for the next couple of seasons front load the deal add some void years and go pay one of those upper echelon guys i'm looking at zadarius smith i'm looking at daniel hunter i'm looking at josh allen from jacksonville i want to see them swing big absolutely swing big go for a guy that's going to cost you 20 20 million a year and again add Add those void years at the end. It seems like everyone's doing it. Front load the deal so that way in a couple of years, if the production starts to dip or whatever, it makes it easy to move on. You have plenty of cap space to work with right now, and you have a really solid team, but you need some really big home run pieces, and getting an edge rusher should be paramount. If you're not looking to go after and spend one of those big money guys, there are some cheaper options. You could look at a guy like Leonard Floyd, who I believe had about 10 sacks, something along those lines this year. Chase Young, maybe fitting him alongside Aiden Hutchinson could help if the 49ers opt to not bring Chase Young back. There's a guy like Yannick Ngakwe who's going to hit free agency, who prior to this season had no less than eight sacks in his entire season by season throughout his entire career. So, I mean, first down year for Yannick Ngakwe, but a guy that's a proven rusher who can generate some pressure there are options whether you're looking for the home run hitter guy like the big names i mentioned or if you want to spend just a little bit less you could still do the same thing front load the deal but it's just not as much money you sign him for like a two or three year deal so you get like a legitimate running mate alongside aiden hutchinson i think you have to consider that and you want to get a home run guy second position i'm looking at here and it goes without saying again cornerback we've got to see some improvements from the cornerback room in Detroit something has to be done like I mentioned earlier sixth in passing yards allowed you were sixth in passing touchdowns allowed you were second in yards per reception allowed this season you have got to get yourself someone to play opposite Cameron Sutton it good news Seems like some of this was already kind of situated. You went and brought in Brian Branch, who fit into the slot extremely nicely, in my opinion, for the Lions. So the way I see it here, you got to get some depth for that cornerback room. However, I'm not necessarily pounding the table for getting like a star cornerback in this free agency. I think a big amount of the money that you have should go to the edge rusher position, like I said. This is where you want to find depth and quality guys because it's not enough to just have three legit starting corners. You want to have guys that can be effective in a rotation if necessary. I think you can go into this group and get a guy like 
a Levi Wallace, a Dane Jackson, Miles Bryant, a Kello Witherspoon, Sean Murphy Bunting, somebody who's effective but doesn't necessarily need to be the starter. The reason I say that is because I am kind of expecting and also would just really like to see Detroit spend a very high draft pick on one of the best corners in this draft class. I think in order to try to structure your roster correctly, you want to get a guy that you expect to be ready day one coming out of the draft in a position like corner where a lot of money can get allocated if it's a really good player. You get a number one corner on a rookie deal to work with Cameron Sutton. You have the slot covered by Brian Branch, as I mentioned, and then you can spend the big money on a pass rusher, somebody to run alongside Aiden Hutchinson on the opposite end of the defensive line. I would like to see a depth addition here. You could go and spend big money on like a Legereus Need, Jalen Johnson type of guy, but I just feel like at that point you're allocating a lot of money to two premier positions where it's, you know, think of it as get a premier edge rusher, spend a lot of money there. You can go get a high-end corner in the draft as long as you do a really good job as far as drafting is concerned, and then you can basically fill two massive positions of need in today's massively overly passing attack type of football. And then last, but certainly not least, one that I would like to see get addressed here as well and this is more so doubling down on the pass rush here because I think you just cannot have too much of a pass rush in today's NFL and if you can rush for as often as you would like and you can actually generate pressure and get sacks as well the better off your defense ends up being I think defensive tackle definitely a place to look you have a McNeil he stepped up this year and I think he stood out as well but beyond him like what do you really have you have Tyson Alulu who's 36 years old and he's not getting any younger Martin Broderick isn't really getting playing time uh Levi on uh I don't really know how to pronounce this uh, his name here but I'm gonna try my best Levi Onwu Zarike had a sack and a tackle for loss this year but I want to see somebody who can help in the run but also generate some pressure and collapse the pocket from the inside so i'm looking at guys again we're not talking high priced defensive tackles here in a fantasy world it would be insane if the chiefs opted to not bring back chris jones and then you're looking at the lions bringing in chris jones like that would be fantasy picking out of its mind out of this world kind of type deal i would love to see it do I think it's realistic, though? Probably not. So you look at guys like Javon Kinlaw from San Francisco, Jordan Elliott, Adam Butler from Miami. Those are guys with a proven track record of a generating pressure but b also getting to the quarterback from the interior i think these are all guys that you could get somewhere within the ballpark of like six million per year or less if you're signing them to like a two three year deal something along those lines again helping the run improve the pressure up the middle we're also talking improving and pressure from the edges of as uh from your defensive line as well we're talking getting a good corner to help add some depth to the room and then address it as well double down in the draft and from there we're looking at what is hopefully a better defense against the pass in Detroit going into next season as we start to see what the Lions truly look like in what appears to be a Super Bowl window that could last for at least, you know, the next couple of years, I would say at minimum. I think there's enough talent there that we should see the Lions be a legit threat in the NFC at least through 2025. So double down on defense, 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 go get some guys, improve that pass rush, help with the secondary, and I think the Lions will be better off going into next season. But Lions fans, let me know in the comment section, what are your thoughts? What are your opinions? What would you like to see? What do you think about what I had to say here? But that is it for me as always. I appreciate it if you made it to the end. I'll see you all next time. Have a good one.